I don't really know what a grundle is. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is no one. I am all alone in this blisteringly hot studio. But luckily, sitting next to me in cyberspace, uh, where near where Jake should be, is someone else who's got a boil on his ass the size of a walnut. It's Mark. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, Mark, where's Jake? Why isn't he here? I mean, uh, I get that it's hot in here, but... He got recruited to the Royal Skin- uh, the Royal Canadian School for Laughs. He's going to try and get funnier. Oh, good. He could use it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all you Chucklehead listeners are stuck here with us this week, but I think we've still got a fun episode in store for you. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, oh, we watched a doozy. Yeah, we did. We, we watched a fucking time capsule of a movie. <laughs> we watched 2000's Scary Movie. Never has talk- a movie more been from the year 2000 than this <laughs> specific movie. Yep. Uh, and we will dive all the way to that real soon. And when we do, I mean, fair warning, we're going to spoil it, but it's Scary Movie. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's it's very story dense. You're going to want to oh, watch yeah. it first. None of this is going to make sense thing. unless you've seen the movie. <laughs> and for those of you that are familiar with our Cracker Jack operation and like to help us out in what we do, we'd ask that you, uh, you can head on over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror, A-T-O-Z horror. Um, and you can support the podcast at your level of choice. And there's some cool perks that go along with that. Perks like a bonus podcast at the $10 a month level. Uh, we're just mailing out some stickers for the $5 a month level. And voting on who wins or loses beers for fears every week in the movies. People have to watch as penance. Uh, presently, Mark, you're on a bit of a losing streak. Yeah, this is bullshit. I hate this competition. <laughs> but uh, I live in a stupid well, state that doesn't have good beers. <laughs> last time, uh, you, so the patrons are currently voting on which combination of horror shorts you're going to have to watch. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so we're pretty excited about that. But for now, we'd better do the getting drunk parts on that score. Let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Yes? What are your beers for these fears? Uh, this one's just basically just a fat ball. As I, a fat ball. A fat ball. <laughs> This is a fastball. Uh, as I've already alluded to, the wow, see, and that's a Budweiser, Adam, just drinking a straight up Bud Heavy. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not uh, not too far to go wrong. I've got a Bud Heavy myself. There you um, go. For that exact reason, I also have just because they're kind of my side beers these days because I got a case of them not too long ago. Some Coors Lights, um, because this is a fastball right down the center movie. Middle of summertime, just, uh, you know, popcorn entertainment. Nothing too complex going on there, much like our friends over at Coors Light. I find it weird that you're drinking a Bud and a Coors. Something about that seems fundamentally incorrect to me. I don't think you yeah. can mix those two. They're going to well, fight in your tummy. I have, I, they might. I have both of them. We'll see. Someone's going to fight in my tummy, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but the Bud was, was, because of the reference you made to the movie, the Coors is because it happened to be in the official A to Z horror beer fridge. Uh, now, did you have any uh, desire to get any of the other off-brand beers that they were trying to like ape in this movie, like Colt 45 or Killer Light or whatever? I did think about it, yeah. Okay. That's as far as I got. Just Because okay. the, the other thing I have isn't a beer for these fears. I've got myself a little Jack Daniels right here. Got the magnum of Jack Daniels about to change the game. What you know about cooking? 
Oh yeah, because there is like that one scene that has a Jack the, Daniels bottle. There's the a lot of liquor of chugging. Yeah, yeah, but the only identifiable bottle, at least from my perspective, was the Jack Daniels bottle, which is fairly identifiable. Yeah. Um. So I'm about to toss this back, and this is uh, it's gonna get weird because Mark, it's hotter than usual in this room. Uh, yeah. Jake actually absorbs a lot of the heat. Believe it or not. Ooh, turns out maybe. <laughs> turns out maybe after he takes a shot. That was a, that was a hefty shot. That was. Listener, I'm gonna paint a picture for you. I want you to okay. go to the local, the, your nearest cupboard that has glasses in it and get a glass out, like a milk glass, and I want you to fill that up about a third of the way with Jack Daniels, and that's that's what you should be picturing that Jack just drank. So it's a 10-ounce glass I've got here. Oh. It was it was more full. I mean, Mark, for, for your information, it's a tree fork cup. I see that now. Uh, yeah, but uh, it was more full. It was definitely more than a shot after yeah. having taken it. That was, a, that was a hefty shot. Um. In any case, I'm a little disappointed in both of us. We both just went fastball straight down the middle with our beers for fears. Well, as I said before, I live in a bullshit state uh, that doesn't have very many beers, and the liquor store was closed on Thursday, the 4th mm. of July, to mm. celebrate our nation's independence. I can't really blame them for that, but also yeah. it means that I didn't have time to go by the store to actually look <laughs> but- for other beers. Luckily for both of us, um, when the patrons vote on who will have lost, Jake will be an option you can vote for. Yes. Um and it'll be Jake and something about didn't even have the guts to show up. Didn't even so. he didn't even send us a picture of a beer he was drinking. That's that true. Did. Yeah, mm. but that was unrelated. Yeah, unrelated. That was Actually, just that was just that wasn't beers for fears. That was just beers. Just beers. Yeah. If he wants to try and connect the beer he sent us a picture of to this movie, I would welcome that effort. Anyways, what we're getting at is that I'm going to lose again and it's bullshit and I hate it. <laughs> Especially since we're drinking the same beer and one of the three of us is not even participating and I'm still going to be the one who loses. <laughs> well, you know. Ooh, update, update, live update from Jake. He just sent us a message. He says, tell everyone hi for me. So, hi, chuckleheads. Yeah. I'm calling a lot of people chuckleheads these days. That's my new thing. Oh, yeah? That's the thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But drinking beer isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We've also experienced some stuff in the horror world. And full disclosure, it's been a decent amount more than a week because we had HRR last week. But I still don't have very much to talk about. Nice. Um, it's been quite a week for me, uh, a lot of stuff-wise. So my, you know what's been rocking my horror world? My air conditioner literally exploded. I mean, did it literally explode? Yes, flames and such. Explode? Actual flames. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hannah was there. Can confirm. There was a shockwave? There, I don't know about a shockwave. It actually exploded. It, it broke. Then the AC guy came out to look at it, and he says then it exploded. Hannah saw that explosion. I see that the AC repair guy owes us a new AC unit. That's how I'm looking <laughs> at it. <laughs> so that's been rocking our whole, my horror world, and now it's a billion degrees in this room. Do you think AC Slater grew up and started selling ACs, AC units? No, he became a weirdo of some variety and ended up in prison, I think. You don't think that he would time. sell AC units? I think he would sell AC units. Like ACs, ACs? Yeah. The, the Oh, no, AC Slater didn't become a weird pervert. I think that was Screech, which is unsurprising, frankly. Well, yeah, and he he did the celebrity boxing and stuff, too. He did a lot of stuff. Yeah, like cocaine. <laughs> yeah, but I think we're done slandering celebrities for now. <laughs> Um, I did manage to watch a couple of movies. Mark, I think we might have the same one, so I'll go with that one second. Okay. The first one, and this is also a little bit of a PSA, I watched the movie Oculus, which is, I think, Mike Flanagan's like sure feature-length debut. Um, I No, but it's one of like the first really big ones he did. Is it not? Well, Absentia was definitely like his 
an earlier feature length movie, although it wasn't. Oh, high okay. Or yeah, he, like he, that. that's right. Because he had made the short upon which Oculus is based. Yes. And then once he got some clout, got it made. Okay. And then there were two others that looked like they were student films that he did that weren't horror <laughs> movies that were like. One was about a, pe- a bunch of people doing a Shakespeare play. I don't know. I didn't. I haven't seen them. Okay. In any event, um, I didn't like Oculus the first time I watched it, save for I will watch anything with Karen Gillan in it. I find her endlessly charming and fantastic. Um, but I didn't love the movie. And I got to tell you what, this is a better movie than I gave it credit for. This is a pretty good film. Yeah, dude, I freaking love Oculus. The 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 concept and the plot holes part of it aside, which those are paramount, uh, or not paramount, but those are hefty. Um, but if you can sidestep those, you get a very good movie with a good escalation of weird shit going on. Yeah, but the thing about that movie is all of the plot holes can be just reasoned away with magic Evil mirror. mirror did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, there are some. I'm not going to spoil the movie, but the mirror doesn't follow its own internal logic. So. We should really review that movie. I haven't seen we it. We absolutely time. should. And here's the PSA. You can rent that sucker on Amazon Prime for like less than a dollar right now, 99 cents or Is something. Is there a sale or something going on? Because the next one you're going to talk about was also only a dollar, and I've never even seen that before. So that was untrue for me. You said that. And that was not true for me. The next one is The Loved Ones. Yeah. Which is a movie that we both had to watch for having jointly lost a Beers for Fears some time ago. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, this is an Australian horror movie. It was with The Babadook, right? We lost The Babadook Beers for Fears. Oh, I have lost track. I've lost so many. The reason I think it's The Babadook is because I think all the movies I picked as penance were Australian horror flicks. That's right. Um, Did you know anything about The Loved Ones before going into it? I think I've seen the trailer before, but no. Not really. Yeah. So watch the loved ones. Uh, for me, it was like your standard two ninety nine on Amazon, not cheaper. That's weird. Mine was a dollar. Man, I I would have definitely paid a dollar to watch this movie. It's a pretty good movie. Uh yeah. This is not my cup of tea. This is basically oh. straight up Australian torture porn. But this is a, this is a tor- this is torture porn. Yep. 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 Uh, um, but I also have a lot of questions about the medical veracity of a lot of the things that happen in this movie. Uh, yeah, it's all hot nonsense. <laughs> but it's still horrifying. Yeah, and actually, I mean, we this is one you, you can't really spoil the plot because it's not a particularly plot-driven movie, but you could definitely spoil. I mean, the reason you would watch something like this is the depraved, like, gore nonsense shit. So, I don't know, we probably shouldn't get too specific. On that type of thing. But yeah, as far as uh, torture porn goes, not my cup of tea. This movie was actually decent. It was good. I enjoyed watching it. It was much yeah, it was, cringed at many points. Yeah, it was It was a truly disturbing... I mean, in the torture porn aspects, did that part correctly, right? It was truly disturbing. But it has more going on for it than that. It's also a well-put-together film that has more going on in the first, like, 20 minutes than I expected to in terms of, like, setting up the characters that they didn't need to do. I kind of question now, looking back, why that was in there. Yeah, uh, there there are two characters that legitimately do not need to be in the movie whatsoever. <laughs> and even the main character, they spend a long time developing him as the angstiest teen of all time. Uh, yeah, and there's a lot of competition. <laughs> there's a lot of competition, but uh, they don't need to be doing that either because that comes up precisely none to his character yeah. later in the movie. Something this movie does right that I think honestly probably makes the movie as a whole for me uh, is the is the music game that they put in. It's one of those movies where there's like three different licensed songs in every single scene and they're all executed pretty well. It's pretty great. They got like old 70s classic rock standards and they've got like modern heavy metal stuff that I don't know. But. Yeah, it's, it's, it is sundry. And uh, they 
<laughs> to quite good effect, they use the Not Pretty Enough song by Casey Chambers, which I had completely <laughs> forgotten about. And then when I heard it, I immediately had to go back and listen to uh, the Four Chords song by Axis of Awesome. So that- I was just going to say, the only thing I can think about whenever I hear that song is the part of it where it's just, they cut out and it's just the one guy, Am I not, not pretty enough? enough? <laughs> Man, the four chord song is so good. Yeah, and also the Pachelbel rant because it's basically the same joke. Joke. <laughs> it's a good joke. Oh, I'm barely able to talk. I apologize, listener. Oh yeah, Mark. Uh, for for the listener, Mark is hungover. Yeah, as I kind of said earlier, yesterday was the Fourth of July, and I uh, celebrated immensely. Probably too much. Definitely too nah, much. I realize that nah. now. <laughs> I have only myself to blame. Well, you're on the hungover side. I'm on the getting drunk side, so we'll uh, even it out in the middle. Yeah, somewhere. I'm hoping. I'm oh god, I'm hoping. That, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that the hair of the dog helps me out here. Good. I see nothing else it could do. Um. So, Mark, that's yes. all I've got. Okay. Look, it was a it was a long week for me. Uh, a long short week. It wasn't short. I worked every day this week. Oh god damn! You need to fix that. <laughs> I got a few more to weigh in on. A few more lost, lost not really lost bet movies, but lost uh, BFF movies. I had to watch Nightmare on Elm Street, the 2010 one with uh, oh, Jackie Earl Jackie Haley. Jackie Earl Haley yeah. as Freddy Krueger. I, uh, I think I famously forgot this movie existed on the Friday the 13th. Episode. Very famously. It's all anyone's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Word on the street. I was turning on Twitter, you know, all that stuff. Uh, this movie sucks. <laughs> it's not I, good. I remember that now. Um,. <laughs> Had you seen it before? Uh, yes, I definitely saw this when it first came out. Jackie Earl Haley really only has one acting move, which is the it's he's basically just Rorschach in everything he does. He just has the the raspy Batman voice. Yeah, and him cast as Rorschach was absolutely perfect because that character is only one note as well. Right. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> uh, this takes everything that look. It's kind of hard to 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 phrase this correctly without being problematic but one of the like the charming part of Friday the 13th the original was how kind of goofy and funny Freddy is despite the fact that he is a convicted child molester or whatever it is that they kill uh, him for child killer in the original film yeah something like that because they had to cut out the child molester for ratings reasons oh uh, yeah that's right uh so they just turn him back into a, a standard child molester in this one but the thing that they do that kind of fucks it all up is he's no, he's not like charming anymore charming is a really bad word to use there but he's not fun anymore he's just he's just an asshole as weird as it is to say the original freddy has a lot of depth to that character like he's funny he's charming he's horrifying he's uh he's not just doing the same thing over and over he's got some wit i have a hard time saying he's charming i probably that's probably not the right word to use but he's uh he's having fun with it this one the the jackie earl haley version not having fun with it he's just he's just there to ruin your day you know yeah and, uh, yeah, I don't recommend you watch this movie. I recommend you go back and watch the one with Johnny Depp in it. That's a better one. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> uh, also, I had to go kind of out of my way to see this movie in the first place. You have to rent it for full price on Amazon or whatever. I don't think it's free anywhere. So, there you go. High cost Savage. and bad. Savage. Yeah, good combo. Yep. What um, else you got? I also watched The Final Wish, which was uh, my top one from January of 2019. Uh, this is the one with Lynn Shay as uh, the mother whose husband dies and he leaves behind a 
mysterious box that has a gin in it, I guess. It's a very Unrelated- monkey paw type situation. Is this unrelated to the... Remind me of, of this thing's uh, relation to the Wishmaster series. I don't believe there is anything to do with the Wishmaster series, aside from the fact just, that it's just an evil djinn doing things. Which, in and of itself, is, is relation enough. But Yeah, I, I mean, right. But I, it's not it's not made by the same people or written by the same people or referenced to Wishmaster whatsoever. They just coexist. All right. It's like a parallel unis. U- oh God, a parallel universe version. <laughs> this is going well for you. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so Tony Todd doesn't play the Jin in this one. Uh, to- no, he does not. Tony Todd is in this movie though, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's just there's a stable of of horror actors that just kind of make a rotation and pop into like the back. Oh yeah, you need a librarian that knows a shitload about evil genies. Yep, that's me. I can do that. But that also has to be a nod to a Wishmaster. I mean, probably. Maybe maybe it was started out as a as a tribute to them and then it just didn't, like, the rights didn't come through or something like that. I don't know how any of this shit works. Or, I mean, look, maybe if you're just making a movie about a scary djinn, you put Tony Todd in it somewhere because it's a movie about a scary djinn. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess I'll wrap this up. I didn't think it was, like, particularly great or entertaining. It's a pretty slow-moving movie and it, like, it's... It's not really. It's it's not gonna surprise you at any turn. You know exactly what's happening basically from the get go. Maybe if you went in completely blind, you'd get caught off guard a little bit. But uh, I would say watch this if you're in the mood for something that's relatively unique. I mean, there's not a lot of evil genies out there in the horror world, so give that a watch if you have it. If you're like in the mood, but I wouldn't like heavily seek it out. It is Lynn Shay, so I mean, if you're a fan of hers, she does a good job. She's in it for quite a bit of the movie, so. Wow, okay. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Uh, I got two more things that I want to touch on. Holy diver. <laughs> okay, so uh, I watched the first two episodes, or the first two seasons of Stranger Things. Just the first two seasons. We're not going to talk about season three yet. Oh, th- okay. Well, so season three dropped yesterday for us as we record this. That is correct. Uh, Mark, you said you've watched the first episode, but obviously we're going to have a whole discussion about yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to press uh, pause on that one, Get get Jake in the conversation next week. I am deserving of like a spouse of the year prize over here because my lovely wife left town yesterday at around 11 a.m. to go to a conference um, in some ways away from Boise in like Haley, Idaho. And despite being alone and uh, only working like an eight or six hour day yesterday, I have presently not watched any of the Stranger Things. Because you're saving them to watch together? Yes. That's the literal only reason. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, between celebrating a little too hard yesterday and hanging out with friends and whatever, and then my wife's been working all day today, so I am in the same boat. I have only basically had time to watch the first episode. Now, look, whether that holds until Sunday night when my lovely wife is back, I can't. I, I certainly can't make that promise. I'm, I'm going to continue to do my best, but uh, if I keep drinking all this Jack Daniels... Magnum Jack Daniels... I'm uh might slip. Look, I, I mean, might slip. I I think the trick here is that you just drink enough that you can watch it and then not remember what happens. Then I can honestly tell her I probably haven't really seen it. Yeah, exactly. I've only seen like a bit of it. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I watched the first two seasons starting about I don't know two weeks ago or so uh, with the lovely wife to try and get uh, re caught up with the whole what this whole story since it's been what like eighteen months. That one came out in like November of twenty. 17, I think. Is that true? Holy Season shit. Season 2, I think. 
Wow. I didn't think there was a full year gap. You could do some... Well, I don't know. You tell me. The last one came... It was a Halloween, and it definitely was more than a year ago. I thought it was Halloween 2018 is what I would have guessed. No, no. There's no way. You can do some quick fact-checking, but... I recommend that uh, you do go back and watch these. There's a lot of stuff that I forgot. Um, I mean, I I was listening to uh, some other podcast. I think it was like the Giant Bombcast or something like that. They were talking about uh, Stranger Things coming back, and one of the people said that they completely forgot that Sean Astin was in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so uh, there's there's going to be a few things that you forget, and the first season is so good. God Holy damn. shit. Everything that's been great about Steve Spielberg's best movies is present there. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's it's not just Spielberg too, right? Like parts of it are shot kind of like a Spielberg movie, parts of it are shot like a Carpenter movie. Uh I mean, they just they it's pretty wide breadth of of horror and really good writing. Uh I forgot how much of an MVP Winona Ryder is. She does such a good job. She carries I don't want to say she carries the cast because it's a very strong cast. But hot damn, she is the she's the she's the anchor. She's the one who makes almost everything work in the first season. And it's one of those things where I think it's underappreciated because she's her character is a lot less showy and flashy than a lot of the other characters, especially the adults like I mean David Harbour or the other people that people glom onto. But without her being rock solid throughout the entirety of it, that'd be a lot harder to watch. Yeah, that, like she can pull off the emotional core of being basically like crazed by the loss of her son without turning it into an annoyance, which is I think a pretty big challenge and something that you see all the time and stuff like this. Um, so yeah, hats off to her season two. I feel like they rushed to write it. I, I think there's a lot of writing issues in season two that basically pertain to the fact that there's like the villain doesn't actually show up until like episode six. <laughs> you know, they they kind of wink at it and then like the very first snip when he goes outside the arcade or whatever. But I honestly like that season is so much about the individuals who we all grew to love in season one turning on each other and hating everyone that it just becomes like a chore to watch, which is, I think, why season two didn't hit me as well. But I am glad that I went back through it. Um, and now that season three is out, I am very excited to go watch it. And a quick update here. Season two did come out in like almost Halloween of 2017. So yeah, yeah it's been like a year and a half. 18 months or something like that. Yep. Uh, and only six months has passed in, in Hawkins in that time somehow. Okay. Are yeah. the kids noticeably older? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, some of them, uh, Mike definitely looks older. Yeah. Finn. Finn yep. Wolfhard, whatever Finn his name Wolfhard, is. Finn Wolfhard, yeah. Yeah. Pretty badass name. It's a really badass name. Plus, he was in those badass commercials about Eggo Waffles or Pop-Tarts or whatever. Cool. A Hellman Strange Witch. <laughs> uh, last one I want to jump on here real quick uh, is Headcount. I just I mentioned this on like last week's or two weeks ago's podcast of something that I wanted to just bring out. I So this is my top one from June, I think. This is the one about the kids that go camping in Joshua Tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks uh, weird, supernatural shit going on. I, the trailer, you have no idea what's happening. Right? Yeah. So you're you're greeted with a poem that starts with this these two lines. His G is a vengeful thing. Five times its name you shouldn't sing. Uh, not, okay. not the best poetry. <laughs> I mean, at least it's got, I mean, it's proper in meter and rhyme scheme in terms of an A-B. Yeah, like. I mean, but not not great as far as choosing words correctly. But anyways. No, no, no. Um, I feel like that is a pretty indicative of this movie as a whole. Like, 
the the writing and acting pretty not great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think that the bones of this movie are really good. I actually thoroughly enjoyed the concept that they're going for here. Uh, it's one that I don't think we've seen in many other places. And uh, Jack, this is like tailor made to freak you out. Hell yeah! Okay, I'm so on board. Yeah. Um, also, you talked about this movie a lot in our uh, Patreon. Cast oh, that's that what just it was. Okay, pretty sure. recently. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, if you can get past the pretty stiff acting that is pervasive, uh, and just basically focus on like the kind of the concept of it, you're you're really gonna dig this one. I Fuck I would yeah. recommend that you go out and watch this. Whoever whoever wants to. This is a good supernatural mix it up movie. How'd you see it? Uh, this was Amazon. Okay, just, a uh, just like a rental Sta- kind standard of rental yeah. is like okay. yeah, three or four bucks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So it's it's available for VOD in places. That very is nice. Correct. That's all I got. And by all I got, I mean that was like five things. So <laughs> just a lot of things, Mark. Yeah, I actually still have more on my list. I can keep going. You want me to talk about more stuff? Uh, no, <laughs> let's go to the feature presentation. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. Over at ADTHorror.com this week, we watched 2000's Scary Movie. Now, Mark, this was a you pick. Yes, it was. Talk to me about why you picked this one. Uh... <laughs> Actually, and hold on. Before that, uh-huh. there's something important we got to get out of the way first. Jake's not here this week, Mark. That is correct, yes. We, we have effectively no supervision, and you know what that means? <laughs> Oh, sweet. Yeah, we're just going to talk about the earth below me, <laughs> the fire within me, the air above me. It's it's the, yeah, the the, the water, because it's the water and the water around me. And then the lab, the, do you remember what the fifth guy's was? He was like smoke, wasn't he? He was forest, and it was the forest before me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I liked, I always liked in those sort of formulaic, like Power Rangers or Beetleborgs or Tiernogs or whatever. Uh, where they clearly ran out of ideas, and they were just like, fuck it, n- new character who also has superpowers that are th- of the same type. Yeah, no, definitely, right? It, and that was a direct Power Rangers ripoff, because it was like, used to be an evil version of you guys, now he's come around, and he's yeah. fighting Rita Repulsa. I mean, also, he was whatever green. Gaelic name he, he we gave Rita Repulsa. He was the same fucking color as the Green Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> the forest before me. Anyway, just thought we'd get it out of the way. Mark, we are free to reference all the 90s shows we want. Hell yeah. This is going to be our, our first four-hour-long episode. <laughs> so, Mark, why did you pick this? Uh, you know, I wanted a little bit of a change of pace, and I had looked at something a while ago that said that this was like one of the best box office performers in the genre of horror. Um yeah, and I thought that was crazy, and I wanted to go back and watch it and watch it because I hadn't seen this thing basically since it came out. So this was written and directed by the eldest Wayne's brother. There are so many more Wayne's brothers than I was led to believe. I just knew about the main two, right? Marlon and Damien, I think. Uh, I think it's just Damon. It's not the kid from Damon. Neoman. Whatever. Yeah. In any case, there's uh, also yeah, a no- Keenan. There's a Sean. A lot of Wayne's brothers. Yeah. Exactly. Um, here's something I learned. This movie set the record for highest grossing feature film directed by an African-American person. Okay. That was eventually broken. By Tyler Perry? 
No, by a movie in 2005. Do you? It's not Tyler Perry. Do you know what that movie was? A movie in 2005. That made more. That that was directed by a black guy. Made more money than this movie. Scary movie two, (laughs) three. I guess at that point. It's this. This answer is going to blow your fucking mind. Okay, hit me with it. Hit me with your best. Fantastic Four, the Jessica Alba one. Oh God, what? (laughs) Was that the one with the Silver Surfer, or was that the the one? No, pre Silver Surfer. The same cast or whatever. Yeah, same cast, but it was Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Victor Von Doom. Mark, get your head in the game. I know. I'm hungover. We've established this. He's he's so he kind of takes the Marvel alliteration trope in two different directions, right? Because he's Doctor Doom, but he's also Victor Von Doom. So they like found like a it's like a Jeopardy before and after quiz. But is that uh, like a VD joke? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. It's Something a lot. There's a lot of jokes going on in his name. Yeah, it's a very joke dense name <laughs> for four words. Exactly. Uh, in any case, that I, I read that and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, I'm sure that's been bypassed now by Tyler Perry and various Jordan Peele movies. Or so Jordan Peele, Spike Lee, like, I'd hope. Well, I mean, Spike Lee was around before 2000. That's kind of the depressing thing. <laughs> oh, I, and his shit is consistently underrated. I'm just hoping that, like, volume-wise, it's come to, yeah. I don't know. He's he's not a box office guy. Yeah. yeah. Or, or Spike Jones too. I don't know. <laughs> uh, So, yeah, I mean... I, I'd seen this movie once before. I feel like we're getting there. Uh, maybe twice. And it's been probably close to do two decades. Like, I saw it shortly after it came out and then not since. And um, I felt like going back and watching it. Because I thought this was pretty funny when it first came out. And I wanted to see if it stood the test of time. I mean, and, uh, Jack, we're going to talk about that in a little we bit. We are going to talk about that. I mean, for the record, when this came out, we were nine. <laughs> uh, I mean, 12, but sure. In 2000? Oh, yeah, 11. Jesus Mark, it's so hot in this room. <laughs> I was 11. Yeah, um, which yeah. means we were like prime age for the fart jokes. Oh, and this movie. Oh, okay. We're, we're getting. Okay. Uh, I got I to gotta be honest with you, though, about something here. Uh-huh. I honestly thought when I pictured scary movie in my head, I was thinking of scary movie, too. That's the one where they're uh, parodying. The like House thirteen on ghosts whatever, and right? House on Haunted Hill and all that shit. And it's yeah. like David Cross is the deformed butler or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what uh, I think of. And I went on a journey with this movie where I was like, "Oh shit!" I mean, I, th- I mean, like at first I wasn't sure I'd seen it, and then it, you know what sticks out in my head most about scary movie, as I recall, what's that? A a woman being plastered to the ceiling with ejaculate. Um, cause like we're going to talk about these movies don't hold up very well. Yeah. That's, um, that's probably like two or three. That, well, it happens in this movie also. Cause I was like, no, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And then, and then I was like, so that scene I'm picturing definitely happened in this. So maybe I'm thinking of scary movie too. It must be, that must be the one I seen. Then it happened in this movie. Caused me to question everything. There are five scaries movie. Oh my God! I, which I I have definitely seen the first three, and then I think four and five. I I just completely lost connection. Um, but yeah, I found I found that out on IMDb, and I had to do a double take. There were actually five. I kind of forgot about that whole string of like epic movie, superhero movie, not another teen movie, whatever. This All was the- like prime age to subvert the genres. Yeah. Um, which I mean, it's not like horror or teen or super hero or epic movies didn't need a little a certain amount of subversion to them but five seems excessive five does seem excessive and i mean 
maybe I need to go revisit not another teen movie, but I remember that one. As I look back on that one, I remember it being a little bit more clever in its subversion of the tropes. Uh, I mean, something tells me it's not quite as clever as <laughs> you're remembering. Pro- it's probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, granted, more clever than this one. Yes. It's a very low bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would. I would. Yeah. I would venture to guess that this is the least clever movie ever. I mean, we've seen a few trauma films that might beg to differ, but I mean, Mark, that's true. You picked this movie. Uh huh. That means you have to give us a thirty-second plot synopsis. Thirty seconds around the goddamn clock. It's gonna start when you start. Okay. Wait. I have a really quick question. What happens if I don't take all thirty seconds? Like, what if? What happens if I take like say five seconds? I mean, take five seconds and then use the rest of the time to describe your least favorite scenes. Uh, okay. So this movie is basically just a straight up ripoff of Scream. Uh, it's a slasher in which Anna Ferris, who plays Cindy, is uh, more or less tortured by the guy from Scream, the ghost face guy from Scream. That's it. That's basically it. There's that's, also, that's I it. mean, you got a pretty good cast. You got Marlon Wayans. You got Regina Hall, Shannon Elizabeth, Carmen Electra plays a bit part. Uh, that dude from Dawson's Creek is there. I think my least favorite scenes are all of the scenes with Shorty, who's like the super high stoner guy. He's a fucking annoying character. Okay. Well, time. Yeah, I did it. I got. I got. I just barely got in there under the under the time. Okay. So, this this. I mean, there is a little more plot than that, right? It's is there. What what very dire plot points did I miss? I would just say that her family life stuff is relevant enough to be like that's what they, her dad is a drug dealer in there. Could oh, I mean, I guess there's that, and I did kind of forget Doofy. Doofy is the normal guy who's pretending to be a mentally retarded cop who is actually the killer. Yeah, that's uh, that's a problematic. <laughs> it's really really not good. Um, uh, Mark, also, <laughs> you mentioned this during the plot synopsis. You said the guy from Dawson's Creek is there. Yeah, he has a, he has a quick cameo. So, yeah, do you know his name without looking it up? I do not. I don't know You're why sh- I would. James Vanderbeek. Oh, yeah, okay, sure. Mostly because, did you ever see that Kristen Ritter show, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23? No, but I feel like you reference... I feel like you are responsible for 100% of the people in the world referencing that show. You reference it's, that show very frequently, and I, I, you are the only person I've I ever mean, heard talk I about. I don't even think it got its full season, but it's a pretty <laughs> good show. <laughs> uh, is it? It actually is, yeah. Kristen Ritter, uh, Dreama Walker, and James Vanderbeek playing James Vanderbeek. Okay. He's, he's just himself. He just now lives in an apartment building. He doesn't know. He, he like has his own nice condo in New York City. The two female leads, Kristen Ritter's character, is friends with James Vanderbeek, former actor. Or I guess still current actor. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of weird. He's definitely a current actor. Yeah, okay. Because sure. he would be on the show acting. <laughs> but he's playing himself. Yeah, it's it's a whole it's a it's a real catch twenty two. It's a real Creed Bratton type of situation. <laughs> Who does uh, Regina King play in this? Uh, she Regina Hall. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, she <laughs> plays Brenda. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, it, it does have actually. Uh, let's just get into. Well, I guess we. Well, hold on. I'm skipping a whole category. We need to do our award winning segment. Yeah, what in the fuck subgenres of horror does this fit into? Uh, comedy? 
This is the comedy. Yep. yep. It's Nailed a slasher. It. Yeah, those are the two. Yeah, uh, psychological. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah, I mean that that's basically it. Let's let's get into what the movie does right. I feel like the cast is actually pretty solid. I do too. I do too. And poor characters aside, uh the cast is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so say what you mean by poor characters. I mean, I'm thinking specifically is it Marlon Wayans who's in this? Uh well, both Wayans, Marlon and uh Marlon's Shorty. Okay. Uh not Shorty. Um Wait, which which one's the real stoner one? God damn Shorty, it. Shorty, Shorty. Marlon Wayans okay. is the stoner one. Not him. Okay. The the repressed gay character. Uh yeah, that is Keenan Williams or Wayans. Nope. Okay. I lied. <laughs> it's Keenan Thompson. It's Keenan Thompson, you are correct. Yikes. Sean Wayans. Okay. There's so Sean many Wayans. of them to keep track. Look, he is the That's prime Ray, example of I think he he fully commits to that role. And I think does a pretty good job and has some good physical comedy and good line deliveries in that. Honestly, that first joke of "Does this shirt make me look gay?" and then he ties it up into like a that one's actually thing. really good. I thought <laughs> there are moments in this movie that are legit still very funny. That yeah. was be- that was one of them. Yeah, How about and now? a lot of it's his performance. And and I mean, look, if he was an openly gay character through this, that could be an empowering scene or at least something not to be remarked upon. But his fucking questioning his sexuality to a ridiculous point character that that's every single line he has is something about how he doesn't understand that he's gay or is unwilling to admit it is tiring. It's liter- yeah, it's literally the only thing about his character. Yeah. It's just but a he- gay joke every single time he's on screen. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Um, and all the characters are right that, right? Like Shorty is a stoner and though he has some mediocre physical comedy for the most part, like, and he commits to it too, it's just like, oh, God. Oh, we're, we're supposed to be talking about what it does right. Shit. Yeah. I, I mean, I, to be fair, I asked you the question of what you meant by shallow characters. But, um, yeah, I mean, they are one-dimensional, but I feel like that's sort of what you need to a certain extent in a movie like this that's being that's kind of parodying the whole genre, right? You need the people who are the parodies themselves. And, I mean, granted, the things they chose to make fun of or parody – did not age well, but right. the idea I, behind why you ch- like why you wrote them that way, I am choosing to believe was a good choice and not just super duper <laughs> lazy writing. I think the the counter example to all of that, right? What people who don't understand the expression would say the exception that proves the rule um, in terms of the, those kind of characters is the Shannon Elizabeth character because sh- her character isn't terribly problematic. It's it is actually subverting some tropes about a specific mindset of a person and playing with the way that person is used in these kinds of movies. And though her performance is one of the weakest, I think I like her character. You and I think just it's where it- love to hate Shannon Elizabeth. You shit on her every single time. She's and by terrible. every single time, I mean in Thirteen Ghosts. That's the only other time we've talked about her. Terrible. <laughs> She's not that bad, dude. She's very bad. I but- do think. Her writing in this is good. Like, I, I like the way her character is written, and I like the whole, like, she refuses to admit, like, it's refused to believe that it's someone actually chasing her, even when her head's fucking cut off. Like, it's, it's, that's a pretty good gag. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, I mean, that one's a little out of nowhere, just because it's so, like, the, all of a sudden there's magical realism injected, but, I mean, yeah, I, I like the whole death sequence there of she's like, now I'm gonna break my leg. And then just horrible compound <laughs> fracture all of a yeah. sudden. Does break her leg, yeah. Yeah. No. So I think that's the example of like what you were talking about with 
those simplistic characters being taken to their extremes in a not problematic way. I like that one. It is funny to think that Shannon Elizabeth, basically one year after the famous American Pie scene, is like arguably the least sexualized female character in this. Uh, I mean, I don't know about that. Okay. I mean, maybe not Brenda, but <laughs> aside from the, a few scenes where she's making out with her boyfriend, uh, whatever. The there's guy a whole from scene of her in a swimsuit doing horse shit talents. Well, yeah, and being Miss Felicio. I, that's true. But my point <laughs> yeah, still. She's wearing a sash called <laughs> says Miss Felicio on it. Oh, my God. And yet that is still a less sexualized performance than American Pie. Oh, yeah, oh well, if we're comparing to American Pie, then we've got other problems. I'm just saying, like, if we're we're talking about the same kind of movie universe where not another teen movie just had a character that was permanently naked on screen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they did not go that route with Shannon Elizabeth. Man, how does Chris Evans get away with being in so much just utter horse shit and still being a well-respected actor? Oh, uh, well, because he's a good actor. Yeah, he is. I mean, that's, yeah. that's basically all it takes. He's, <laughs> he's a, <laughs> I mean, he's a dreamboat. He is a call spade a spade. That helps too. Yeah. While we're on the subject of the cast, I think this movie only holds together because Anna Faris is as charming as she is. Yeah, and I think that this is one of the first things that she was like the lead for. This was her like big breakout. Yeah. Yeah. Looking through the uh, the IMDb trivia, it sounded like there were a lot of people who were kind of chosen above her who backed out for scheduling reasons or because they just straight up didn't want the part, and she got it. And I mean, that is. That's some luck, man. <laughs> yeah, mean, that she, propelled her to stardom. Yeah, exactly. Well, I meant also luck from the casting side, right? Because like, oh, yeah, you could end shit. up with a real stinker as the lead and not not really, you know, getting. <laughs> and this done, movie would but... be almost unwatchable with someone truly unlikable in that lead role. Uh, yeah, but now I'm just now pulling up her IMDb page. This is basically the first movie she did, unless Lovers Lane is something that I just haven't heard of. I don't know. Sounds like it could be a horror movie, though. It actually is. It's a man with a hook. Yeah, there you Wow. So is this one. Uh, Yeah, so she's she's being typecast. <laughs> Although I actually don't even see her as... She's, she's pretty far down there. I don't think she had a big role in this movie. All right. All right. In any case, uh, any other notable performances we want to pull out here? I mean, a uh, guy from Riverdale, whose name I wish I knew. <laughs> Which guy are you talking about for the listener? <laughs> uh, she's uh, he's Shannon Elizabeth's boyfriend. The yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg. His name's Betty- Lachlan. That's why I can't remember his fucking name. Betty's his dad. Lachlan. Betty's dad, and also spoiler alert for Riverdale, a serial killer. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've gotten that far. Thank you. Spoiler. I said spoiler alert, what do you and want also me to do? take my headphones off. That that season is like three years old now. I think. Two I don't even know what old? season that is. Season two. He's like oh, the primary villain of season two. He is? He's the hood. He's the black hood or whatever. Oh. Okay, I forgot about that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, you spoiled it for me even though I've already seen it. Is there a word for that? <laughs> yeah. I can't. You, you forgot. Like, this show, This is show, Riverdale's a show that has enough going on that you forgot that one of the lead's fathers was a serial killer. They spent that Archie formed a vigilante right wing alternative justice mob to take down that movie, that show fucking rules man it there are really there are does. witches there are witches in universe and it's not even the weirdest shit it's by far the le- most understandable thing that's happening at any given time is whatever sabrina's up to 
Uh, outside of those two, I mean, overall, it's a pretty strong performance all the way around. I don't think they're. I don't think any of the characters are tasked with anything particularly difficult, which probably helps. But uh, those are the main ones I'd highlight. I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. Um, although I do like Betty's dad's performances. Fine, he does a good job being the asshole jock. Yeah, but holy shit, he looks. I mean, that dude looks, looks exactly thirty-two years old in this. <laughs> I, well, he looks thirty-two years old, and I mean, they make a joke about how all of them are too old. Well, if this were a horror movie, they would all be cast as t- mid twenty-something-year-olds or whatever. Right. So they do make that joke. But the other thing is that that dude looked. He looks now like he looked nineteen years ago. He has not <laughs> aged a fucking day. No, he hasn't. He aged. He aged about fifteen years when he turned sixteen, and then stopped aging for the next twenty years. Yeah, he's just been thirty-one for the last <laughs> two decades. Pretty much, dude. Yeah, um, not a bad compromise. No. Th- okay this this movie also has we talked about it a little bit. There are jokes in this movie that are truly good. And do still make you laugh and are really legitimately funny. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite bit is the black newscasters at like the very beginning. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good from black TV. Yeah. White people dying. We're getting the fuck out of here. (laughs) Yeah. It's very good. It's very good. I think my favorite single joke was just the during the WhatsApp scene when the ghost face is calling the stoner. Uh-huh. Um, Shorty, and they're all just doing the was up, and then it cuts back to Ghostface doing the was up, and they have a different mask with a tongue hanging out of it. That one just like got to me. I, I thought that was just very good. Yeah, they do a lot of that where they change the mask up a few times in this, particularly in like the smoking scene later. It's pretty well done. Yeah, and I feel like that was in the trailer. I do not remember. I think the that joke was spoiled in the trailer, so I don't know. I'm Holds still up, sore though. about that. Twenty years later, you know. <laughs> They spoiled not the not another scary movie. What the fuck is this movie called? Jesus, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, yeah. Twelve year old me, super super snobbish about the things that were spoiled in trailers, like giving away all the physical humor. Fuck you. <laughs> I liked that it was like a pretty tight ninety. I feel like it has to be. I feel like that's part of the thing that it is. Like if this movie comes out and it's two and a half hours long, that it does not understand itself yeah but i mean there's there is a joke to make there about how long horror movies are i'm not saying that this movie had the writing to do it but there's at least a joke to be made there i mean you could have at least had like one character check his watch or her watch and be like wow almost out of time yeah and and also i mean what what, what if you just had like them say this is the actual end of the movie like this is where the movie now it's over like when it normally cut to credits this is where the movie's over, but horror movies are way too fucking long, so we need to attack on 20 minutes. And then it was just like 20 minutes of them milling around behind the scenes or something. Is that really your take, that horror movies are too long? Mm, I just think most movies are too long. Oh, well, okay. I mean, that's just your adult onset ADD. I disagree. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't think it's my, like, I think it's just not ADD. It's just movies are not edited well. And even if they are, they're still too fucking long. Uh, I mean, I ninety minutes is the right length. I agree. Yeah. Okay. I feel I like mean, I feel like horror has the tight ninety thing down for the most part. Every once in a while, there's one of those two and a half hour long things, but uh, uh, I think they're always too goddamn long. Okay. Well, you're just a grumpy old man. That's probably true. That's probably true. I don't have a lot else this movie does right. Uh, yeah. I was just going to highlight the fact that that's one of the more believable car crash scenes I've seen in a while. Normally, 
Normally, horror itself is bad at car crash scenes where they just swerve and immediately hit a tree. Yep. Uh, this one, I mean, granted, there's a bunch of fucking chaotic shit happening with a dude has his head is literally in a beehive. So, I mean, that part not that not that realistic but just the general way they shot the actual car crash scene uh pretty believable much better than your typical fare yeah anna ferris is being forced to give that man a blowjob i mean her head's definitely in his lap i don't know it would it would be a i I wouldn't put it past this movie to just have her accidentally give him a blowjob but i feel like mark i'd advise you to rewatch that scene because it has her go near him and him unzip his pants, and her freak out. Then yeah. they hit the first bump, and her head goes down, and his eyes go back in his head. And every bump they get, she is absolutely accidentally giving him a blowjob. Hmm. This movie's problematic. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to what the movie does middle, and I don't really have anything it does middle. Uh, yeah, I had written this section intentionally left blank. Yeah, I do have the, uh, the only thing that I w- thought might be mentioned was the schlocky effects. Um, because oh, sure. they okay. serve the tone of the movie pretty well, but they are also terrible in a lot of instances. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is not really a category that you can do for this movie. Like it's kind of, in- it's one of those movies that's intentionally bad. So the stuff it does right, it does right. And I don't really, and the stuff it does wrong, it does definitely wrong. And I don't really get how there would be a middle here. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's yeah. no just, like, boring part halfway through, right? It's all funny or awful. Yeah. Now, I suppose you could throw in the humor here. I th- We're going to talk about that here in a second, so I'm just going to use that to transition us. Yeah, transition us to what it does wrong, please. What I'll say for the time is this was regarded as a pretty damn funny movie. So, hasn't aged well. But, uh, I mean, that would kind of fall into the category of what does middle, because it was the reason it was popular in the first place. Yeah. And launched a shitload of other movies. Look, and I don't doubt there are people that would find all these jokes funny now, but as a society, we've progressed a little bit. I mean, 12-year-olds might think this movie's pretty funny. Yeah. All right, Mark, so let's do it. Yeah, are we there? What does the movie do wrong? Oh, most of the humor. I mean... There's a substantial amount of jokes about Doofy being mentally retarded. There's one character is his whole character is just being gay. Uh, the, re- the the recurring joke of Greg, which is the 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 guy from Riverdale, uh, beating up Cindy for like no reason. Like there's a few scenes where he just straight up like strangles her or yep. like power bombs her into the ground for basically As a funny joke. no reason. As a funny joke, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, even the stoner character, one of the first scenes that actually features him is him talking about roofing a woman and having sex that. with her. Yeah. Yeah, early on, starts. it's a very casual rape joke just thrown in there. He's talking <laughs> to the news or whatever. Uh-huh. It's, and, and, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then he's just like, I don't know, and then whatever, I gave her war off, so she woke up and I got the hell out of there. Yeah. It's like, yikes, Jesus. Uh, lots of casual rape jokes in the early 2000s. Yeah. It's a strange ca- time for and, us. And this is also kind of like, uh, we're, we're at the height of the like gay panic jokes here, which are exemplified by the uh, the gentleman who's questioning sexuality throughout it. Mm-hmm. D- none, none of that holds up at all well. Yeah, that really shifted like fast. I remember, like, just from a culture-wise, 
we were making gay jokes in elementary school and junior high and whatever and through high school. And then did it it just seems like it turned on a dime. Yeah, which like it's kind of a nice reminder these days because like things aren't great now, right? Obviously there's still a lot of work to do, but we it, it is nice to go back and look at like no, we've made a lot of fucking progress here. Yeah. Culture <laughs> culture does change typically yeah. for the better. Yeah, yeah. Uh what's uh, the the arc of time is long but it bends towards justice, right? Uh, I think the official quote is the arc of time is long, but it bends away from gay jokes. <laughs> yes, I think that's right. That was that was how that was the original quote. And then they doctored it up a little bit. And listener, if you've got another podcast where they're going to relate Martin Luther King quotes to the movie Scary Movie, I'd uh, challenge you to send it to me. Yeah, you're going to get like <laughs> you're just going to get inundated. <laughs> and look, even beyond the problematic jokes, there's a lot of just really stupid jokes in here. Yeah, like there are two different fart jokes, four. neither of which make sense. Four main fart, like four noticeable fart jokes, and a lot of other fart jokes. But it, oh, I mean, it okay. starts off with Carmen Electra just farting. Yeah, and it's not even like farting, farting. It's like very clearly an eighty-yard fart. It's just like someone going into a microphone. It's very stupid. Yeah, uh, and then the other one of Sherry O'Terry farting while she's talking to Doofy. Yeah, it's really bad really bad another one and there's even i mark i'm curious if you saw this but there's even like they they go out of their way to put subtle jokes in the background and those subtle jokes they put in the background are equally as stupid and terrible as the bad fart jokes they put in the foreground For right, example, I, I am totally fine with low effort shitty jokes in the background i find that charming uh just don't spend actual screen time on them uh okay mark then i i i'm curious to get your feelings on this the Armistad 2 uh, trailer <laughs> yeah. bit, right? Which in and of itself is, is a fine joke, and I, I didn't hate that. That was kind of funny. But that's introduced, you know, with like the following preview or whatever? Yeah. I had to go back because I thought I missaw it. I did not. It's accurate. I took a screen grab of it. Yeah, this is also, uh, I, only, I only noticed this because it's in the IMDb trivia page. Oh, okay. It says the it. following P-view. P E E view. Yep. They they just took a word that started with P and and added a P joke to it. Well, there's a lot more on that card. If you screencraft it, you can just read the whole thing if you want. I got too upset after I read the P view joke and I was like, fuck, okay. Oh, what yeah, else is that, on the card? There's a there's that joke goes on for a while. That whole card is uh edited for pee pee poo poo jokes. Like, if you're going to put the time and effort into making, like, a... It's got to be on screen for a second or less. Uh, yeah. At, a joke. Here we go. Here we go. I got it right Come here. Come up with something funny to say. The following P-view has been ass-proved for immature audiences only. If you can read this, you are too close. P-P, poopy, boogers, farts, butthole. Wowzers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's pretty... That's uh, That exemplifies the humor in this movie, I think, pretty well. Uh, Yeah. And I mean, granted, the word butthole is still pretty damn funny. The word butthole, that, that, Parks and Rec is a great show with a lot of great jokes, <laughs> but I still think the funniest scene from that entire show is when Ron Swanson finds a typewriter. I'm going to type like, all the type words I know. Every word I know. America, rectangle, butthole. <laughs> That's my favorite joke, I think. Uh, we'll have to, we'll, that'll be on a Patreon cast. We'll do the top 10 Parks and Rec jokes. Jake will definitely participate. <laughs> uh, while we're on the subject of does wrong, before we move on, I mean, there's 
Look, if you're going to get most of the horror wrong, sorry, humor wrong in a movie that is supposed to be humorous, then that's a problem. But also, there's basically no story here. <laughs> I mean, I talked about, we. I got through the 30-second plot synopsis. Granted, I left out a substantial amount of things, but I got through that thing in no time at all. And that's because the parts of this movie that are actually a story are just stolen from Scream, and I know what you did last summer, and the rest of it isn't a story. Yeah, and and there's also like jarring stuff in there where at some points they seem to recognize that they're just aping those stories, but like in a way that to make that a funny thing, you need to do something beyond it, right? You can't just tell me I recognize I'm stealing all this. You then need to elevate it somehow, do something else, and this just doesn't do it. Yeah, I mean, it's like they recognize that there's supposed to be a joke, and they think the fact that they recognize that there's supposed to be a joke is itself a joke, but it's actually like... They, it's like the script had insert joke here, and they just went with it. Right, exactly. They said, eh, good enough. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be funny if we just pointed out the trope instead of, like, riffing on it? Man, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, and they do a lot of that, too, right? Especially the scene where Anna Ferris and her boyfriend are in bed, and... Uh, She's like, but in the movies, that only happens in the movies. And he's like, this is all a movie. And then they, like, cut over to the film crew. Yeah, with, like, like the script supervisor and stuff. Once with no punchline? It's all very strange. It's a good setup to what could be a funny joke, but there's no joke there. Yeah. Uh, and, th- I mean, that's the, basically the general level of quality of this movie. Yeah, there's some standouts, though. I did really like the scene where the sheriff um, is showing her... The uh, the sheriff who who blows goats, I have proof, is showing her like the. Would you take take some time to look at these pictures? Yeah, it's, it's just, just him in a him thong. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a very good joke. That's pretty good. I think one of my other favorite ones is uh, when the killer's inside Anna Ferris's house trying to kill her, and he's like hiding behind the couch, and she can see his feet, and then he tells so, her to like, turn around and tries to hide under the rug. There are good funny jokes in here. It's so frustrating that it, the rest of it's so terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a very joke-dense movie, but only like 10% of the jokes are actually funny. Yeah. We 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 also do need to address this. There, there, There's a scene where a woman who is engaging in sexual intercourse in the cowgirl possession is then pinned to the ceiling from semen. And there's another like claymation shot, I think, of the gentleman shrinking away presumably because he ejaculated out his bones i it's really the whole scene is uh only in there it feels like to be shocking but is it it's not even shocking though i mean it's it's shocking that it exists on screen especially without a purpose i mean that yeah that's the that's the shocking part is the complete and utter lack of purpose there's now i mean this is a joke this is kind of the same thing that this is the insert joke here. It was just like the very low effort, like, ah, wouldn't that be funny if type and of then, situation. Yeah, and you know what else is wrong with this movie? It's fucked with my head because now I th- I think I have to watch Scary Movie 2 to see if that same thing happens in Scary Movie 2. I think it does. Um, Tell me if it's funnier. I doubt it. I'm going to keep picking Scary Movies until we find one of them that's funny. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I think we started with the, by far the best one. Yeah, I know. The This is the face that launched a thousand ships, Jack. <laughs> Woof. So I did just want to get that scene in there, that entire scene and its existence squarely in what the movie does wrong. 
I guess the one thing I'll say about that scene is like, at least it's not super problematic. I mean, it's kind of just a Look, gross yeah. out joke, but it, you know, there's worse shit. Like you talked about earlier, roofing someone is definitively oh. a worse joke than no, coming no, I, too much. Absolutely. Like I, I that that isn't a truly offensive scene in terms of one whole category of people is being marginalized by it. It's just dumb and not funny and serves no purpose other than this will make a censor say we're offensive. I'm just saying you you couched that with your Jack has to provide some analysis of a non-politically correct like script thing that you do when when serious things come up like this. Is that a thing that I do? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a you definitely you have a definitive change of the tone of your voice of like, look, we need to have a conversation here about <laughs> being pinned to the ceiling by cum. Well, <laughs> you know what? Maybe that is a funny joke. Maybe, yeah, no, maybe they were right. Maybe they're onto something. <laughs> um, yeah, shit. Uh, are we in nitpicks? Can we just get there? Uh, not quite yet. I do want to talk about how a lot of the effects look truly terrible, and this movie did not oh, have yeah, a small okay. budget. But, I mean, I'm talking about especially the, the main one, is when they're parodying the the Blair Witch Project. I knew you were going to say that, and the boogers are just flying out of her nose. And they're all added in in post, and they all look like such horse shit. Yeah, they're just CG boogers. It's ter- And they're, like, tinted green. It's terrible. What other movie parodied that? Because I remember that being a different a joke from somewhere. Oh, 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 oh. The Office parodied it. The Office did parody it, but I think what I'm thinking of, I'm pretty sure there was like an MTV Music Awards or Movie Awards or whatever skit that they did that specifically was parodying that, and they did a much better job of it than this movie did. Maybe. I stopped watching MTV that, but I definitely there was, there was definitely another thing that did that exact same joke and didn't have a bunch of CG boogers, and it was better. Maybe. I stopped watching MTV after MTV News told me that uh, was it Puff Daddy at the time? I'll be watching you. Pop a right? pop. Yeah. Um, that he claimed, they reported this as news, that he claimed he was just watching, uh, that song was written, uh, he was he was watching a Sting video on some random Saturday in 1994, and he was just thinking about uh, Biggie Smalls. And uh, it's it spoke to him so much he had to get the rights to Sting's "I'll Be Watching You," and I haven't taken the time or resources to do this, but I'm gonna go to like the National TV Archives and definitively prove that there was no day between 1991 and 1998 that MTV played Sting's "I'll Be Watching You" on it, thus exposing MTV News as fake news. God, it's my life's bro. work. It's my life's work. You're like you're like that person who sat down and figured out which day was Ice Cube's good day. No day. What? No, it was a day. They figured it out. No, no, it absolutely couldn't have been a day because it's contradicted too. I no, I thought there was. It could have been like two days. It, yes, it could have been one of two different days. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's not a day. I mean, Ice Cube then responded to, to that and said it wasn't about any specific day. But Jack, the exception proves the rule here. Okay, there we go. Which are. itself begs the question. <laughs> of running the gamut. Uh, yeah, of champing at the bit. Blow the fucking I'm, whistle. I'm out of material. Can we Blow the done? fucking whistle. <laughs> I don't have it. Hold on. I found it. 
I got to tell you, I did panic when you told me to do that because I did not know where it was in front of me. And then I used my <laughs> eyes to look and see where it was, and then I picked it up. Well, that's a very good move. Using proprioception. Yeah. I don't really know why I wanted you to blow the whistle. This movie is kind of beyond nitpicks. I mean, look, there's a whole shitload of continuity problems in that every time he stabs me with a knife, it's bloody in one scene, not bloody in the next. There's... Uh, the, the, the bottle of whiskey that Betty's dad is drinking from in the car scene is full when he's in the bottom of the car, but then when he comes outside, it's almost empty. It's, uh, he or, probably or spilled a substantial amount of it. Flip that. Standing he, up, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, hook, the beehive that he gets struck by, uh, I mean, it would have just exploded. Yeah. You know? It's not going to get stuck on his head. He would have had to lift his head up so fast. The car was going at least like 60 to get his head in there and then pull it off. Maybe he's just the Flash. Maybe he... Oh, wait. Like, do you think he's the Flash? Fan theory. <laughs> we haven't had a fan theory yet this episode. Good. We squeaked one in. Uh, I also had written down that it's not technically possible. I'm not a, I'm not a medical professional, so take this with a grain of salt. But it is not technically possible to stab someone through the brain using your wang. And especially leaving absolutely no hole. Well, it went through his ear hole. Yeah, but you that, then... That part makes sense, Jack. Come on. <laughs> He's got like a duck dick, right, that spirals around to... <laughs> it's an arms race the of chambers. Dicks. Yeah, exactly. There's no blood to that whatsoever. There's no hole on either side of his head. Also, he's fine later? He just has like a little bandage on his ear? Yeah, it's all very confusing. The whole scene was just because they had a, they wanted to have a dick in there, I think. I don't know. Well, the whole scene, well, then, no, I mean, that's just the beginning of Scream 2, right? That was That's what they were going for, but instead of a knife, it was a dick. Right. Because, once again, that character only gets jokes about being gay. Yes. Yep. yep. He also yes. dies by being stabbed in the butt with a hook. Yeah. So. A hook that's missing blood in the next scene. Yep. Well, there's no blood in your butt. You should know that. Oh, damn it. No, Mark, I left science. That's why I became a lawyer. Okay. I just call me in anytime you need a science expert if you want. I will. I got I, I would got, I would thoroughly enjoy that and definitely get thrown in jail. I got I got after. drummed out of the science community for always spouting my lunatic ideas of there being blood in the butt. <laughs> yeah, god damn it. <laughs> so many peer reviewed journals have proven that the butt is free of blood. Modern science wasn't ready for my uh <laughs> my crazy theories. Yeah, you're like a basically there you're you're basically like a flat earther. You're uh, a blood butter and a flat earther. <laughs> I am a blood butter. That's <laughs> if nothing else, at least we've established that. Yep. Look, all my nitpicks are all boring and they're all about how every time somebody dies, the instrument that killed them is devoid of blood in the next scene. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's a distinct problem that is pervasive. The only other one I had written down that was actually a nitpick is the Anna Ferris joke where she says that she'd be played by Jennifer Love Huge Tits has not I mean, none of this has aged well, but also, I'm, that's just it, aside from the fact that it's just an unfunny joke, Anna Ferris is now definitively a larger star than Jennifer Love Hewitt. Right. I would say. I, I, would, I would say as well. Also, so, I mean, it, it makes sense because this was like her very first thing. It's just kind of fun, like this funny, oddly prescient joke about how they kind of swap skied. But it's also it's it's also interesting because what a strange. I mean, I think they really started with the pun and worked backwards. Right, because that's not like the person you'd think of first in terms of vapid Hollywood star with large breasts. Uh, I mean, true. The joke was more that Jennifer Love Hewitt was in, um, I think both franchises. They were she was she was definitely in. I know what you did last summer. I think she was in like Scream two or three too, wasn't she? 
I don't remember. So I think the whole joke was just that Jennifer Love Hewitt gets cast as all of the scary slasher movies. Okay, then I I retroactively give them a little more credit for that joke. Not a lot of credit, but a little more. Some credit. Exactly how much credit? I need to quantify it. Blue. (laughs) Cool. Good. (laughs) It's really hot in here, Mark. (laughs) Uh, Are you beginning to see shapes, hear colors? Uh, I do have recently been thinking that particular days of the week are certain colors. Okay. Like Tuesday is obviously green, right? Wednesday Uh is like a yellowy brown. Thursday's in the blue range. Friday's in the like red range. What's Saturday Monday? and Sunday less associated with colors. And Monday, it's there's a whole that, other like, day. It's it's in that like, like I don't know, somewhere between sagey, mustardy, that kind of the, the 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 warm browns. And with that bombshell, let's go to ratings. <laughs> We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how you'd rate the Grimace's musical ability. Oh, I got the blues. Yes, indeed, I got the blues. And for 10, think of how McDonald's Land Goblins would rate being goblins. Stories the first category to rate these movies, Mark. Uh, I gave it a one. It's an intentionally stupid story, and uh, I mean, the only parts of it that are an actual story are just taken directly from other horror movies that it is parodying. So, it's a one. Look, I gave it a two, and this might be controversial. <laughs> it is. It is. Fuck you, Jack. But, like, I, I do think they do enough of playing with these kinds of movies and then also inserting some other stuff that, while doesn't maybe need to be there, I do think adds to the comedy of the movie, like uh, Anna Faris's dad throughout the whole thing, I think is a funny thing. Uh, yeah. So I, it's you not, don't know me, I don't live here. Yeah, it's not as bad as it could be. It's certainly not laudable in any way, shape, or form, but I don't think it's the absolute worst. So I gave it a one. Nope. I mean, I gave it a two. <laughs> what? Okay. I what? talked you down somehow. I haven't spoken yet, but you you have your score. World building universe as I can get a great mark. I give this a four and a half, uh, which I actually think is like pretty good. Here's the so here's the thing. I watched this movie yesterday, um, mid bender. Right? We we parted from the group briefly to run home and have some burgers and watch the movie. Um, and because. I am now 30. If I have any amount of beers in a day, I immediately forget everything I saw. I watched it again this morning. Um, And my plan was, since I kind of remembered most of what happened, my plan was to put it on in the background while I played a game or whatever. And this movie actually sort of captured my attention enough that I didn't end up playing the game. I just sort of ended up watching it again, which I think is laudable and surprising, given the fact that this movie is a comedy that isn't very funny. Um, yeah, so it's it's interesting because even the parts that are offensive and bad do still draw you in. You are still like, even though it's out of anger, sometimes like it's it's whiplashing me back and forth between a genuinely funny joke that's that's having me thinking they're good writers to lazy stereotype non punchline half joke, but that I'm then somehow even more glued to because I uh, out of anger like they've really glommed onto something here I give it a yeah. four 
I mean, half the time I'm trying to just, I'm the only reason I'm paying attention is because I'm trying to figure out what the joke was that they were trying to make. <laughs> or if there was one. Case in point would be at the very beginning when Carmen Electra's character, Drew, is running away from the killer outside and she falls and lands in a chalk outline of a body. Why is that a joke? It doesn't seem like a reference to something. It's it a clear, it's a detail that they're including for some reason. But it's not immediately clear why. You got to get to 90 minutes somehow, Mark. <laughs> by Yeah, by including a three-second shot of a chalk outline that she gets up and runs away from. Right. Right after a 45-second shot of her under a sprinkler. Well, uh, I think it's right before, actually. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so I guess the, the long roundabout point I'm making here is that this movie is <clears throat> surprisingly immersive to the point that it kind of pulls you in, but it's still definitely worse than average because... The world is inconsistent and nonsensical, and I mean, if you're and the jokes aren't jokes. The jokes, <laughs> exactly. The jokes aren't jokes. It's four and a half. What do you it's give it? More than it should be. I gave it a four. Uh, this today is in a scare factor, Mark. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a one for me, dog. This is a comedy. I mean, they're not trying to be scary. I, I don't really feel like this is a this, this isn't an indictment of the movie or anything. But anytime there is any type of like severe occurrence that's happening that's supposed to be kind of intense or whatever, they immediately undercut it with a joke, which is sort of the point of the movie. So yeah, whatever. It's a one, but and, I and like even even okay the that. parts that could be scary with like proper effects and like the kills that could be horrifying simply aren't. I think if you went back in time to 1999 and asked the writers what they thought the scariest part of this movie was, they might legitimately tell you that a guy gets a dick put through his head. <laughs> like, and I think that's they might. The, uh, honestly, I would be surprised if they didn't legitimately say that uh, one of the characters was gay, and that was the scariest. Thing <laughs> right, about. right. So that's why this has to get the lowest possible scare factor score, which takes into effects reduces like thereof. Mark, uh, you also gave it a one. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You said that really yes, fast. Sir. I just wanted to make sure it was on the record. Uh, I gave it a five and a half. I kind of punted on this one. The effects really aren't very good, but also they basically match the tone exactly of this, like, stupid, unbelievable schlock. And for every dumb-looking beehive or CG booger effect that they throw in there, like, there are other effects that look fine. I feel like there's a few things that probably take up about 5% of this movie that are noticeable, and everything else goes off pretty much without a hitch. Uh, so whatever, it's right down the middle, five and a half. I don't think this is, the effects are not going to improve your viewing experience and you're barely going to notice them except in a few glaring circumstances. Yeah. So I gave it a three and I think for me, it's, I'm, I'm starting from, if I, if I look at it globally, the effects are at best average, I think at the absolute best. Like if I ignore the worst stuff, I, I agree that they often look fine, but then there's a few instances where they look so atrocious that I cannot abide it i think i mean the beehive and the boogers are other good ones but the one that's coming to mind and i'm upset that i didn't bring this up in what the movie just actually does wrong but uh with the horrible transphobic joke that they make about the women's gym teacher right that we haven't also talked oh, about which yeah, is we balls. didn't talk about just what absolute horse shit that is yeah uh-huh. but uh uh what was her name mrs man mrs man yeah. very very subtle naming yeah convention the joke there is that she is i mean it has testicles, right? And those testicles hang out of her jeans skirt when Anna Faris looks at it. And yeah. this scene alone is bringing it down a lot for me because they're not even... They're 
clearly they're not plastic balls. and terrible. They're well, they're clearly plastic and terrible. The scrotum is so thin at the top that it's clearly just hanging from a string, and it's also clearly pinned to the absolute front of her jean skirt. So it's just there are for this stupid joke. There are I can pick. I mean, I can pick ten different ways you could have made these testicles look a lot better. And you, they put this isn't this schlockiness doesn't contribute to how bad the movie is. This was pure laziness. Uh, counterpoint. One of the things that you identified earlier as being the joke of the movie was the swapped out Budweiser scream mask weather face thing. Yes, that that's props, man. That counts as a that counts as an effect. I I agree. That's why it's not a two for me. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it gets a whole point for the Budweiser joke, and then a whole like two points negative for the Mrs. Man testicles. Honestly, yes, those testicles were—they're not even coming from the se- from where they would be coming from. They're not even coming from her grundle. Mine don't come from my grundle. I don't really know what a grundle is. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you trying to throw the vocab word out there. <laughs> I tried. I don't really know what it is. I've heard it said. Overall is our last category. <laughs> I couldn't I I wasn't try I was trying to come back in, but I was also not sure what our categories I'd said yet. Okay. We're on yeah. overall. Overall, Mark. Uh this movie gets a three from me. It is watchable, and like I said earlier, it does have this weird ability to kind of pull you in so that you can they they like regardless of what you're doing, even if it's not that funny or entertaining, like you still watch it. Um there is something to be said, and I probably should have brought this up in what the movie does right or middle, that this movie is almost an anthology just because of the way that it's built, where individual scenes are very self-contained. And like if you don't like the joke they're making, stick around for like two minutes and they'll jump to a completely different thing. Uh, you know, you have the scene set in the movie theater or the scene that's like a straight up ripoff of the uh, I know what you did last summer or the individual house chase sequences from Scream or whatever. Like they jump from from scene to scene. It's it's kind of like just that roller coaster type effect thing where you're just kind of running through each individual. You're just on rails running through each individual basically mini movie. Uh, and I mean, I do kind of like that. It's weird that I'm talking about how much I like this movie when I gave it a three, because it's not very well put together and it's not funny and it's supposed to be a comedy, but (laughs) there are redeeming qualities to it, I guess is the point I'm trying to make here. Jack, help me. I gave it a three as well. Okay. Um, look, this is a bad movie, a bad movie that doesn't hold up well and is offensive and, uh, the world would be better off if it didn't exist, but man, Anna Faris is fucking charming. The movie is very funny in points. Like, there is really good writing in here and good jokes. It's just uh, all wrapped up in this towel of horse shit that is uh, bad and offensive. Oh, it's a towel? That's, I was I was trying to think of a different word for a robe, and then, uh, I don't know. Or like a grundle. Like a grundle. It's exactly. a grundle it's of a, horse it's shit. It's wrapped up in a grundle of horse shit. Yeah, precisely. Thank you. I Someone had to get there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, look, it's just... I will say this movie will absolutely be studied in the future in from just like a sociology perspective of like, look what was happening in 2000. When we send up the Voyager 2.0, the golden DVD that we put on it will have scary movie from the year 2000 on it. And As I mean, a for- perfect encapsulation of how fucking unacceptable culture was in the year 2000. But maybe, maybe you're trying to show aliens like how... 
much progress humans can make. So, okay, so we put Scary Movie 1 on there, and we put Scary Movie 5 on there. Oh, God, have you ever seen Scary Movie 5? No, I learned that it existed this morning. Yeah, me neither, but I can't, I, I'm, I'm I have a, an idea, the I'm, loser of Beers for Fears this week has to watch one of the Scary Movie sequels. That's almost certainly what's going to happen, but I also got to tell you, okay. I'm going to make a bad decision. I'm pretty drunk right now, and I want to know what happens in Scary Movie 5. <laughs> <laughs> what year did Scary Movie Five come out? Can we? Can we? Twenty thirteen. So we're talking like Sinister Conjuring era. That's what they're gonna be fucking with. I don't know. Sure, why not? Something like that. I might watch Scary Movie Five tonight. Okay, let me know how it is. I might just watch the Ballad of Buster Scruggs instead. Uh, wow. I'm looking at the poster, and <laughs> uh, Snoop Dogg. Is there? Uh, Sheen is there? There are two giant monster arms. Mark, if I may, I think if we're talking 2013, we're talking Snoop Lion, I think. Okay, my bad. I apologize to Mr. Lion. I, no, he's back to Snoop Dogg now. Oh, I apologize to Mr. Dog, a.k.a. Mr. Lion. Um, What's her name from, from Modern Families in it? The older daughter? Uh Oh, the the one who was in that movie Satanic that I didn't yeah, like that at one. all. That one whose name is currently escaping me. This is going to be a weird one, Jack. I really want you to watch this and let me know how it is. Uh, let me let me fire off another shot real quick. Jack, uh, closest without going over, but you're also the only one guessing. What did this movie get as a meta score? <laughs> um, I don't know eight. Uh, pretty close, and you didn't go over. <laughs> So <laughs> it I mean, has an eleven on Metacritic. Woof! I got yeah. a lot closer than I expected. <laughs> Holy I thought I was shit. I thought I was going way down for comedic effect. Uh, no, no, you would be. You would. You would have been unable to do that. Wowzers! Yeah, you definitely need to watch this now. Uh, I just took another shot, and uh, I'm so dizzy because of how hot it is in here. You should. We should probably get the hell out of here so that you can rehydrate with more whiskey. My grundle's tingling. I think. Uh, some, okay. Jack? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Get us the hell out of here. This has been episode 142 of the A to Z Horror Cast. Um, if you like what we do, you can head on over to A to Z Horror.com. Nope. You can head over to Patreon.com slash A to Z Horror, A-T-O-Z Horror. You can find that link and also the link to Facebook and Twitter uh, and stuff. Instagram, maybe, below in the uh, show title description, because I write those. Mark, this is hard. Yeah. Jake's weirdly good at it. He's practiced. I don't like it. Yeah. And if you like our intro and outro music, that's coming at you via Super Bear. Super Bear's an awesome band. You should check them out. That's Super Bear with the letters wrong or something. <laughs> Nailed <laughs> um, it. You're doing uh, great, Jack. Keep it up. Thanks, buddy. Uh, tune in next week when we will be talking about the movie Cub. Is that a Guillermo del No, that's not Guillermo del Toro. It is Guillermo del Toro. Oh, uh, Pass may or may not be related to Guillermo del Toro. And I got to tell you what, though, listeners, we're all going to be in the same room to record that, I think. At least that's what we're planning on right now. So there's going to be all a goes different plan. kind of energy there. So thanks for hanging out with us. I don't know what else to say. And so grab some beers. Oh, yep, yep. For in, Until next week, grab some beers and... Get some friends. And go watch Get some, some friends and then watch a funny. horror movie with them. Yeah. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.
if you can read this, you are too close. Pee pee, poopy, boogers, farts, butthole. 